Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Man, oh man, oh man. What up? It's your man Ernest, so you love Ernest, same guy, different name. We made it through Doomsday, didn't we? I don't know. I don't know what to call this phase, this stage. Um, All I know is, before I continue on with the episode, um, first, since this is the more mature topic, or or I guess subject matter, uh, rest in peace to King Von. King Von, Chicago rapper, murdered yesterday out in... uh, Yesterday, from when I'm recording this episode, out in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I will, I'm hearing conflicted reports—not conflicted reports, but rumors saying that it was an undercover cop who killed King Von. Um, the reports I'm seeing are not saying anything of who killed him. They're probably just waiting for the, I guess the. people to die down or they just want to find out how dependent on black on black crime I don't know what is true or not simple fact of the matter is the young man's dead Uh, well the man is dead he he was 26 years old and yeah that's a young man but he's only 3 years um, younger than I am Um, either or the man is dead you know and um, I didn't listen to his music I had no idea who he was actually till uh, yesterday, once again, when I found out about his death, um, so I'm not gonna, you know, be like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss his music, I'm gonna, I, I'm not, but regardless of all that, whether I knew the dude or not, he, he's someone who a lot of people, um, miss, he has family, he has, uh, he had a girlfriend, or, you know, he was in a relationship, sure that she misses him, um, and it's, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. Someone was murdered. I don't care about the circumstances, but I mean, it's, it's crazy if it was an undercover cop who did the deed, um, and they're just masking it and everything, but he was murdered and, you know, that's, that's not going to sit well with me, whether I know the dude or not. So, once again, rest in peace to him. Now, on to, I guess, lesser serious news, even though it's all serious. Um, I told y'all niggas. I told y'all niggas. What am I referring to? I'm referring to the election. Now, I will be a little bit more humble. I told y'all what was going to happen Not on this podcast, but days after I uploaded the last episode, okay? If you haven't listened to that, feel free to pause this, go and listen to that, or 
listen to this, and then after you listen to this, go back and listen to that. Whatever you decide to do, I appreciate the listen either way. But I was a guest on the Say What Needs Saying podcast this this past Tuesday, Election Day or Doomsday, right? I was a guest on their podcast and um, I will play my segment. I'll play that segment literally at the end of this podcast um, where you can hear me say on that podcast. I discuss more than my predictions for the night, but you can hear me say that there will not be a clear winner tonight. And when I say tonight, I'm talking about election night. This, we recorded that podcast. Um, they recorded it election night Tuesday. Um, and I was again on their, their podcast and we recorded that way before the polls. I want to say uh, two hours. It was it was six o'clock when I went on. It was he had a bunch of, or they had a a bunch of other podcasters and I guess political analysts as well. And um, my time slot was from six to six ten. Basically, everyone had like ten minute slots. So. Um, you, you're going to hear what I say in my slide. Again, if you want to listen to the entire episode, feel free to once again go check out the Say What Needs Saying podcast. I'm pretty sure you can find out where, uh, where, where they are on the same platforms that you're listening to this. But if they're YouTube channel, I'll check on YouTube because I know there were... Uh, live streaming it on YouTube and other places as well. If they have it, I will hopefully remember to <laughs> post it in in the uh, description box below. Once again, that, that podcast name is the Say What Needs Saying podcast. And again, I my clip, you, you can listen to the entire episode yourself and listen to everybody's take not just mine but I will have my specific clip played at the end of this episode so stay tuned for that if you're interested in hearing my thoughts but I I said basically that we're not going to get a clear winner when we're just not and this had nothing to do with me uh it was just an odd revelation honestly that occurred that day but I always had feelings of that being the case because for those who are listening and you're familiar with my presidential takes of this year you would know that throughout the year I said Trump Trump is is winning it he's taking it um and I was really confident in that take but then you might have noticed I stopped saying that for at least a few months before election. And it's not because I forgot I said that. Um, it's simply because my mind changed and obviously I'm not going to say the same thing I once said if my mind doesn't feel that way anymore. So I didn't shift from... Oh, Trump is winning to Biden's winning. It didn't go that deep. Um, So I'm not taking credit for predicting a a Biden victory. 
What I am taking credit for and pat my own back for is not only announcing that this is going to be something that isn't announced on election night. Um, And I said it might take the entire month of November where it's probably sooner. I'm not always right. But nonetheless, I did say that we're not going to find out election night. Um, What I also stated was that, you know, or not stated, but what I also, why I changed my mind from calling it a Trump victory to a toss-up is because... um, I just, it it was just, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it. It was just a suspicion. It was just a suspicion. You can say it was Trump's handling of COVID-19. It could be, you know, some other issues y'all can point to. Um, And you might be right. But ultimately, I can't say, yeah, that's it. That's 100% it. No, it was just a feeling. Maybe the universe, because, you know, you know, or whatever, or the universe was talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was just, you know, somebody saying, hey, Ernest, I'm going to rely this message through you. And this is what's going to happen. Either or me being right on that doesn't matter. But, you know, I felt like I needed to or at least wanted to. Not needed to, but wanted to point that out because, you know, shit, ain't nobody else going to point out when I'm right. So why should I not point it out when I'm right? People do point out when I'm right, but, you know, I still got to point out when I'm right. So that is that. But let's get on to the election. Just let's get on to the actual topics. As I stated last week, I was going to talk about this episode per se was going to be strictly about my thoughts on the election and what happened, the results and everything else. Well, we can't say I can't say anything about the well, I kind of can. I kind of can say something about the results. And by the way, people, this ain't scripted. So only thing scripted is the notes that I have of what I want to talk about. Not necessarily word for word, but hey, talk about this, talk about that, talk about this, talk about that. It's pretty much it. It's the only type of scripted I have for this podcast. Um, So, my reaction. Okay, it's looking like Joe Biden is the president. I think he he is, but he hasn't been sworn in yet. I don't know what's the wait at this point. Maybe it's Trump trying to hold shit up. I don't know. You know, him being the big baby that he is. But it's looking like Biden is the president. Okay? Um, How do I feel about it? I don't feel anything at all. I simply don't. Um, I will say last election to finding out, uh, uh, Trump won. Yeah, I was, again, I woke up to the news. I woke up to the news because much like everybody else, I went to sleep thinking, well, much like every, I went to sleep literally thinking Hillary was going to win. Y'all went to sleep 
figuratively thinking that Hillary was going to take it and America was going to remain perfect under your eyes because of the democratic spell. I knew about the democratic spell. I know about the democratic spell, but I still went to sleep because I'm like, eh, Trump is not winning at all. We're just going to get four more years of the Democrats bullshit. So I went to sleep, woke up, found out Trump was the president. And I I ain't going to lie. I was, I I felt a way about it. It was a little bit of, of anger, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't know what to call it, but it was a little bit of bad emotions. Um, you know, it was like, damn, um, and I'm going to be, you know, honest with y'all. It was kind of like, damn, did I cause this to happen by not voting for Hillary? And then I found out she got the popular vote. And then I was like, oh, no, I did the right thing. I stuck to my guns. I voted for Jill Stein and I don't feel bad for the, this situation um, anymore, you know, Um And even if Hillary didn't get the popular vote per se, she had the second popular vote um, or she only had the popular vote by like one point or whatever, one vote. Um, Eventually, I would have gotten over that feeling anyway of, oh, my God, I did something wrong, you know. And I think part of me getting over that feeling was because, well, I knew under Hillary, the country would still be shit. So this, and it's not my fault that the country is shit. <laughs> I've never had power in any sort to that, that Donald Trump or a Hillary has had, or any politician for that matter, has had in controlling the circumstances and the outcomes that go down in this country. I've never had that power ever. So with that realization, it came, it's not my fault. And that's that. But I say all that just to say this go around. I didn't feel anything. Like I said, uh, maybe it was because again, I something told me months ago and on election night that we're not going to get a winner. So then I just kept telling myself um, that we're not going to get a winner. Um, And then It came to the news yesterday that Biden was up tremendously. Um, uh, And from what I was being told, this unreliable source about everything, you know, this person that I know, I won't say who he is, but we talk from time to time. And he is I one of my nicknames for him is the most unreliable source out there, you know, because do just this but he was saying Biden is literally one vote away from meeting the uh, I guess the total vote requirements and everybody's a fucking political analyst now I'm listening to family members I know no shit about politics or care shit about politics who voted for Biden um, talk about this as if they're fucking um, CNN um, political analysts and shit and it's like shut the fuck up please shut the fuck up <laughs> anyways um 
yeah, I still didn't feel anything. I was like, eh, okay. I didn't feel anything. Wake up this morning, um, and what I feel good about is being able to do this podcast, being able to do the My Two Cents podcast, being able to talk about an album that I really enjoyed listening to um, on the My Two Cents podcast. Um, I had a good breakfast as well, and, you know, wrote in my journal and everything and all this other stuff and clarity, mental clarity and stuff. That's what's making me feel good. Not the fact that I woke up this morning to an unofficial Biden presidency. Because I still don't feel anything about Joe Biden being a president. I'm seeing a lot of people saying, yeah, we we get to hold him accountable. I want to see that happen, as I stated. Last week's bet is still on. If any of y'all mention anything about being able to go into brunch um, to the brunch boots out there, whether you have a blue check or not, that's 50 bucks in my PayPal or Cash App. So watch your words kindly. Um, but that takes care, takes care of that. I don't feel anything about Biden winning. I don't. I don't feel bad. I don't feel good. You know what I feel like? Someone who wants to see, still see the change that wants to see the change. Someone who's still going to grind and hustle the way that he is grinding and hustling simply because Biden and Harris being in office is not going to do shit for me because I just don't have faith in them too. And, and if you're listening to the podcast or if you've talked to me, you this should not come as a shock. You know, maybe it is for a first time listener. That does not mean I support Trump, by the way. Don't 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 assume shit. Listen. You know? Um, but I want to get on to the stats real quick. Um, the stats that stood out to me um, in this election go-round. I'm seeing people discuss these stats and pretty much that was the best thing about uh Trump's presidency was how it exposed a lot of people to the people who claim to be their peers really aren't their peers and just a a whole bunch of other shit that got exposed honestly through a Trump presidency that I think maybe maybe will will continue to become exposed during a Biden Harris presidency. Um, but the stats that I'm talking about is the number of black women doubling who voted for Trump going from 8% to 16%. The numbers of black men ra- voting for Trump um, raised from 8% to 13%, which Let's go back to the commonality that 8% in 2016, 8% of black men of male voters voted for Trump and also black women voters voted for Trump as well. Nobody for the longest, nobody talked about the black women. Now, I know why that was the case, of course, narrative pushing and shit, but it's just funny. It's like 
this in 2016, black women, it, it seemed as though black women and black men who voted for Trump went to the polls together and decided we're going to vote for the same guy together at 8%. And then this go around, you had you had the women say, we're going to go twice as hard this year. And then you had some of them men was like, eh, no, not really. Uh, we're going to just, you know, eh, nah, we, we can't. We're not going twice as hard for Trump this year. And again, it went from eight to 13, but black women went from eight to 16. So again, alarming numbers, yes, but... If you want to push narratives and shit, and you want to blame black men or blame whatever, it's it's looking like you're going to have to add a blame black women hashtag too. Because, well, I mean, your man's not in office anymore, but if he were, what are y'all going to do? Are you going to say to those black men, oh, yeah, see, y'all still voting for Trump, yeah, and y'all went from 8 to 13. Yeah, 8 to 13, that's a, that's... That's quite of a, uh, a push right there. If, if my audience grew from 8% one group to 13% of said group, I would be ecstatic. But I would be a lot more happy if my group, if my uh, audience went from 8% of one group to 16%. That's doubled. That's doubled. I'm If my viewership, if my listens, if whatever... That I want to grow doubled? Hell, if my bank account right now doubled within four years, ideally in four seconds, but, you know, within four years, I'm happy about that. You know, so I say that to say if I was Trump, I'd be celebrating that. And obviously, if I'm the opposition... That is not something that I want. I would look at and say that's a good thing. But there are more numbers than the black numbers, so let's continue. I want to talk about the uh, numbers of white males who voted for Trump dropped, I believe, from 56% to 53%. Um, meanwhile, the, the numbers of white women grew. I forget what those numbers are. I know I could look all this up. I'm not. But I forget what the white number, white women's numbers are. But their numbers actually grew. White men's decreased. Now, only a few points, obviously, 56 to 53, three points. But nonetheless, it, it decreased. Now, you're probably going to sit here and be like, because white men are so woke now and, and think that's the case. Nah. I think for those who are saying... That And by the way, I never said this wasn't a valid argument against why people voted against Hillary. I just said that wasn't the only reason. But think about it. You have two white male presidents, presidential candidates this year in 2020. 2016, you have a white woman and a white male. There was more white men who voted for the white man in 2016 than they were who voted for the white woman in 2016. This time you have a little bit of a drop off for the white male who got the most white male votes in 2016. And that little bit of jump drop off 
We don't know where their votes went, but I can assume a, that small percentage of that drop off, them small points, went to the other white male, Joe Biden. Now, why is that? Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think somebody, why do you think a white male, let me just put it that way, since they're the topic at you know this moment, why do you think a white male would vote for another white male? <laughs> hmm. And again, not all. Not all. But why do you think a white... You would assume that... Or you would want to think that everybody who voted for Trump in 2016 did so because they actually vote support Donald Trump. But it's looking like... A lot of those white men who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 were not a lot, quite a few, because again, 56, dropping from 56% to 53%, it's not a big drop off, but it is a drop off nonetheless, but it's not a huge drop off, you know? Um, but you can assume, and I'd say you beyond to something if you made this assumption that maybe it wasn't the political stances that they were voting for when they voted for Trump it was the gender stances and the stances of gender roles or sexism maybe they didn't vote for Hillary in 2016 not because they didn't agree with her political party but because they didn't think a woman could run the White House. Now, I know what you're thinking. But why would they vote for Kamala Harris to Joe Biden? Reverse that. It's Joe Biden's name on the ticket first. Then Kamala Harris. It's not Vice President Joe Biden anymore. He's President President Joe Biden. It's still Vice President Kamala Harris until Joe Biden drops and then she becomes a president. And then those fools who voted for Biden this time because they're like, okay, I can vote for a Democrat who's a white male just like me and not a woman because y'all have it in this. Y'all, y'all, y'all have this idea and um, that all Democrats are not racist, not sexist, not problematic, which I will talk about the LGBT uh, community that I, I, again, don't remember their numbers, but their percentage points grew as well. I'll talk about them next. But y'all got it in this, y'all, y'all got this idea that everybody of these communities or every Democrat, everybody who claims, who votes Democrat, traditionally votes Democrat, is someone who truly cares about the same issues you might care about. So, LGBT rights, women's equality, anti-racism, you know, civil rights and all that other shit. No, that's not the case for every Democrat. You, You can look at every 
woke white guy you you could find and think, oh my God, he's he's so cute and he got blue eyes and, and he's woke and he's a raging sexist. That's it. That that that's it. And probably the only the, the one the slight difference between him and a Republican is he believes that women have the right for abortion where so the Republicans don't. <laughs> Other than that, he still views women the same way y'all do, probably in a more subtle way like the Democrats do. Y'all being the uh, Republicans and stuff who clearly have a uh, more um, warped and fucked up mindset on women. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see that. I know people are going to try to spin that numbers, especially the the though the anti the anti black men crew will try to spin that drop uh, that decrease in white male voters and say that it's uh, and say that 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 it's because white guys are more accepting of women and they're they're not racist they're not sexist and nah it's because they finally had a candidate who runs for the party that they traditionally vote for that they can identify with that they believe is good simply because he's a rich white man and didn't think Hillary was good because she's a woman and she could do the job. And again, these are all, all assumptions, by the way, because, and I might talk about this next week. People listen to this podcast. Some people listen to this podcast religiously and think that they have me figured out. I feel like next week is the perfect episode to talk about that because I got some shit to say to y'all about y'all. So, if not next week, that time is coming. I'm going to try to make it next week, though, for real, for real. Um, But I got something for y'all. Other than that, I don't have anything for y'all right now because I'm sticking to the topic of politics. But next week, next week for sure. For those who listen to me and y'all think y'all got me figured out. Y'all think y'all know what the fuck I think. Y'all think I, you know what type of individual I am. I got something for you next week. So, and even if if you're not someone who does that, please stay tuned next week. Because you're probably going to get a good laugh. Yeah. So, there's that. On to the last stat, as I mentioned a few moments ago, the LGBT community. Now, I mentioned this in conjunction with white folks or white men who, um, white men who, who basically voted for Trump. Um, again, people, especially those of the LGBTQIA community. Not every LGBTQIA person is your ally. India Moore is on Twitter, I'm not on Twitter, but went on Instagram and let it be known that she got problem with the white gays. And I don't mean a problem like she, 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 uh, 
got beef with them or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she does. But I'm saying, like, she understands how a, a lot of them at the end of the day. And I talked about this. I talked about someone who used to be a fan of this podcast, right? Uh, this white gay male who used to <clears throat> message me from time to time um, and talk about how much he was a fan of the podcast and everything, but he was a conservative and he basically would do what a lot of the conservatives do. They will find a black person they think is their he gets it guy or he gets it girl um, and try to latch on to that black person and say, hey, look, I am not racist because I like this black person. What this dude try to do with me is make me that person for him because he liked when I talked shit about the Democrats. He liked when I talked shit. And this is this was like 2017 ish when I started doing uh, this podcast. I want to say 2017, 2018, either or it was like when I started doing this podcast. I've only been doing it for three years. Um, but it was when I started doing that, the, this podcast, um, he was someone who reached out and, and let it be known. Now, I'm grateful for all my fans. I'm not saying that you have to have a leftist view, a conservative view, or in the center, or you have to like politics at all. If you don't, if you're not into politics, but you like listen to me talking about it, I especially like those people because it's like they, one, they're not listening to me simply for hoping that I speak their mind or whatever, or they're not tuning me off when I say something they disagree with. Um, Those people are people who genuinely just like listening to my point of view on things. So if that is you, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate everyone else too. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate all y'all. But to me, if you're really going to be a fan of somebody, you're going to understand that that you're not always going to agree with them on things. And as long as they don't say something that's blasphemous, that will make you not want to be a fan anymore, then I would say let the shit slide. Now, if it comes to a point like that, when and it's, this includes myself too, I'm not saying with other people. If it comes to a point where obviously you feel as though I said something so blasphemous, you can't listen to the podcast anymore, don't listen to it. That goes for my podcast, anybody else's podcast, anybody else's commentary on whatever avenue they're doing it. YouTube uh, videos, podcasts, uh, TikTok videos, uh, you know, Rizzle videos, uh, Clapper videos, Instagram stories, Instagram lives, Instagram TVs, whatever Twitch streams, wherever the avenue is. And if it comes to a point where it's like, okay, I can't listen to them anymore. That's your decision. Stop listening to them. But don't do what a lot of weirdos do and try to dick tell them what they should do or what they should argue. No. Anyways, back to the white gays. <laughs> this will probably be the only time I focus on the motherfuckers in this episode, uh, but or this this podcast in general. Um, but hey, their their numbers increased under 
well, not under Trump, but their num- their numbers um, increased in voting for Trump this year around, and not Sleepy Joe, as a lot of people call Joe Biden. I also think that's a terrible nickname. It's not that Joe Biden sleep. It's it's dementia, but okay. Anyways, uh, uh, what can I say? I told y'all niggas. <laughs> I told y'all niggas in the past. I told y'all about dude in the past. I told y'all about the, the white gays. I told y'all about them niggas. And again, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. But I told y'all about them. I told y'all that no matter who it is, a white gay person, a white trans person, a white woman, a white male, they're choosing that privilege before they choose anything else. I don't care. You could be listening to this right now and take offense. If you're taking offense to it, then probably because I'm hitting home. Because I've seen white people make the same argument. You want to know why? Because those white people at least understand what the fuck is going on. They understand what is being said. So those aren't the white people I'm talking about. Those aren't the white gays, the white women, the white men, the white trans folks, the white whoever's that I'm talking about. But the ones that I am talking about clearly offended right now. If they are listening. The ones that I am talking about are in India Moore's comments talking about don't generalize all of us. Um, no, you 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 know what the fuck it is. And I've been telling y'all who've been listening to this podcast, they're going to choose white privilege over everything. And it's not just the white gays who do it, it's the white leftists who do it, especially them. They'll tell black people, hey, black people, thanks for saving America. But then vote for a president just to get a president in who isn't going to do shit for black Americans. Yet those people claim to care about black Americans. If they truly care, this is how shit in America would get done for black people. If the white people who claim they love black people actually stood up against the white politicians in charge and say y'all need to do X, Y, and Z for our black comrades because they continuously improve this country. They continuously put in the work not just for our political party but just for the country in general. And you will not get our votes if you don't do for them. Because they're not going to listen to black folks saying shit. Sadly. Sadly. The only time black folks will ever be listened to is if we actually elect black people who truly care about black people. Or if we elect white people who truly care about black people. Which never happens because Howie Hawkins... Damn, them third up, them, them Green Party voters, them the Green Party numbers, yikes! Only thirty-two thousand of us voted for Howie Hawkins. Really? Now I don't know, I don't know what was. I saw one person say they didn't necessarily like Howie Hawkins. 
I looked more so into him a couple days before um, election night or doomsday night. And I had to say, I like the guy. I still like Jill Stein. I'm not going to say who do I like more or less. But I like Howie Hawkins. So I don't understand why the numbers were so low for him. Um, But not Jill Stein. Nonetheless, Jill and Howie Hawkins were both last place in, in, in regards to the votes. So, again, do not blame. You, you especially can't blame third party or green party voters this year. If Trump were to win, because 32,000, that's it. 30, if you were to round it up, it was like 31,000, some a couple hundred votes. But I'm rounding it up to 32,000. Only 32,000 Americans voted <laughs> for Howie Hawkins. Joe Stein got way more than that. Everybody else got way more than that. Shit, the only person I think uh, Howie Hawkins beat was Kanye West. The only vote Kanye West got was himself. But 32,000, y'all. So, we cannot continue to say we want politicians that actually care. There are the politicians who actually care. Y'all motherfuckers don't vote for them. So there is, no matter who's in that White House, Trump or Biden, there is a responsibility on the people, on the on the voters, the voters who are knowing they're voting for either side, thinking that they have no choice. The voters who will hold their nose and fill in a bubble for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Like you don't see, maybe your state did. I can't speak for every state. I know New York's bitch ass didn't have third party uh, names on the ballots. But there were other states who, who did. My state did. And if you're in Massachusetts and you're someone, once again, who held your nose up or pinched your nose with one hand and filled in the bubble with the other hand uh, in regards to who you're choosing as president, you had no excuse because there was a whole list. There was Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Howie Hawkins, Joe Jergerson, or whatever her last name is. And Kanye West. When I saw Kanye's name on there, I wanted to exit out, but I knew that they were not going to count my vote. By the way, I got an odd story about where I went to go vote. First of all, due to coronavirus, this location, I still went in-person voting, by the way. That's the only way I trust that. In an odd way, it's the only way that I trust my vote is to be counted if it actually is counted and two I don't want to deal with the whole mail-in bullshit and I'm just used to in-person voting obviously I I, I practice social distancing mask on I, I I wear gloves people when I go out I know a lot of people don't mention that 
Um, but I don't just wear a mask. I wear gloves. Um, so if not latex gloves, I wear leather, leather gloves. I did all that. Um, you know, carry, I carry my own, uh, this is, uh, disinfectant spray and hand sanitizer, even though they had that stuff, uh, at the, uh, voting booths or wherever anyways. But anyways, I went Tuesday, Tuesday morning. I went, uh, cause I like to go early. So I went and it was a different location than my usual spot because they switch locations because the second location to me is actually better because it's a bigger location and it just makes more sense uh, to have it at this location. It was in a community center and it just made sense to have it at this location rather than in the old location, which was the computer room at an old folks home, I believe. Either or, it was a bigger space, um, and the machines weren't working. Yeah, kid you not. There was two machines there, and they both were out of order temporarily, is what I was told. Now, I did not stick around to see them fix the machines, but as soon as I got in there, of course, they're all acting as if business everything was business as usual. They're not trying to freak out about the machines because obviously if the poll workers start freaking out, then people who walk in start to freak out. And again, maybe it was because I was just like, I'm voting for Howie knowing Howie isn't going to win. But guess what? I know no one's going to be announced the winner anyways. And they might have to hand count these votes in the first place because if these machines aren't done, aren't fixed by the end of the day or by the end of by the time they close which was what was it, 8 p- 8 9 p.m. or so 8 p.m. um then they're going to have to hand count these votes so i went did my thug fizzle you know what i'm saying with my vote did my vote and everything and i had to lay it face down on uh one of the tables that one of the poll workers was working and again she was the one, her and, you know, the officers that be there was saying that um, the machines were broke, both of them. One of them was obviously broke because uh, it had like uh, like a bag over it and like the tape. Um, and it was looking like, do not use me, pretty much. The other one was being worked on by two gentlemen that uh, I guess worked there or they were repairmen, either or. It was being worked on um, and they kept trying to put ballots in and the machine wouldn't eat the ballots because where I vote, we still use paper ballots. And uh, because of that, they go through this machine and then the machine counts all the votes and yada, yada, yada that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I just shared that story just to share, uh, not to try to accuse some shit on some voter suppression, voter suppression. Nah. It was just like, hey, that was the first time that I ever saw anything like that. Every time I've went to go vote in my life, um, whether it be presidential elections or not, the machines always worked. And it just so happened that this year, 2020, would be the year that 
I voted and I couldn't necessarily cast it via a machine because the two machines, the only two machines were broken. So just wanted to share that. And pretty much that is the end of this topic here that I wanted to wanted to discuss. There's still more that I got to discuss in relation to uh, just this election season and all this other stuff. So uh, stay tuned. All right. So this topic here, we're going to talk about some legalities and <laughs> illegalities, you know. Um, let's start off with the illegal shit or what is being accused, illegal shit that is being accused of one party. And um, that is rigging this election. Um, Trump, months ago, years ago, stated that if he were to lose this election, it would do, it would be because of uh, election rigging. Not because he was voted out, not because of anything else, not because of anything of his wrongdoing, his incompetence to show that he is uh, an effective, a great leader, any of that. You know, it has to do with people conspiring against him. Now, he's right in the sense that he does have people who conspire against him, but he is not the perfect politician, perfect being in general. He has many flaws. Many of those flaws cause many deaths of Americans, the many just downfalls of Americans, the economy, um, and a lot of bad shit, just to put it bluntly. And um, it's to no surprise as to why people view him as such a horrible president. You know, this isn't just people who hate him um, saying this. It's people who hate him for reasons it's people who don't necessarily hate him but don't think he's a great president either but he put it in his cult followers minds that if he were to lose it'd be because of election fraud election rigging now because fast forward to 2020 to where after doomsday where no winner is declared once again, predicted by yours truly. And um, you have those who are on the side of Trump and those who aren't on the side of Trump, actually, uh, saying that the Democrats are rigging this election. Now, I would... I wouldn't be surprised if it was found out that it, they... they they all these random votes uh, just happen to uh, be for Biden. Um, these counted votes happen to be for Biden. Um, but at the same time, doesn't really matter at this point. Think about it. Now we get it. Rigging elections and rigging anything is looked down upon, and it should be looked down upon. Let me put it that way. And these are things that should not happen. But whether 
the election was rigged in Trump's favor or Biden's favor. Are the choices or not rigged at all? Are those two choices really something to get angry about if one is in office and the other one isn't? Now, of course, to their loyal, maybe dumb followers, yeah, that's enough to get angry about. But to the average American who isn't, who don't care about politics, who, or the person who didn't vote for either, um, because they either did not vote or they voted third party or someone else, you know? Why are you showing more so concern about this accusation of of election rigging via the Democrats. By the way, this is this is the right wing right right wing's conservative version of RussiaGate. I, I kid you not. This is their RussiaGate. Trump, after this, is going to continuously bring up how he was cheated out of office throughout Joe Biden's presidency and that will and his supporters will continue to move and react and listen to him as if he is still the president they'll make comments like he's still my president even though when Obama was in office it was not my president you know now this is not me defending Obama and shit fuck that guy too you know um but I, I call things how I see it. And, you know, whether I uh, agree with a side or whatever, this is how I see it. I see people who, one, don't have proof, just like Russiagate, don't have proof that the wrongdoing that they're claiming is going on is actually going on. But saying it anyway, because they, they, strongly oppose the other side and two I don't see it mattering in the grand scheme of things I just don't whether the Dems was like oh shit we gotta buy some time and we gotta find out a way to get to make it look like Joe Biden got all these votes all of a sudden um, yeah, we got to do that. Um, you know, if they did do, do that, why are you really surprised? They're the same party that would cheat out their own party members. Ask Bernie Sanders. Um, in order to further push the status quo that they want to continue to push to why does it matter if you're not a Trump supporter? See, whether Joe Biden won the election fair and square to your eyes or not, the fact of the matter is Joe Biden, a guy you don't like, is opposing Donald Trump or was opposing or is opposing. I don't know. He's I don't know because at this moment, and like I stated at the beginning of this episode, it, it's unofficially announced that Joe Biden's a president, but it's looking like he is. You know? 
I'm, again, I'm recording this on Saturday. The Saturday after, the Saturday the 7th, I believe. Let me double check. Yes, Saturday, November 11th. So, whatever happens later on today, whatever happens tomorrow, any other day after the 11th, that's that, you know? Um, but, as I stated, why does it matter to y'all? Especially y'all who are claiming that both parties suck, claiming that you had no dog in this fight. Why does it matter where all these votes come, are, are coming from? By the way, y'all do know that um, when the Democrats were pushing for the early voting and the mailing voting, um, a lot of them received votes that way. A lot of Trump supporters did exactly what Donald Trump told them not to do, and that is to not vote in early, not mail in the votes. Now, I'm not saying voting in early and mailing in votes will is the key factor in winning some somebody in an election, but you can't necessarily look at the results of a night where or day where people went to go vote physically and then disregard all of the votes that happened prior to that day or night simply because one president seemingly looked like he was getting more votes physical votes on voting day than the other president but the other president seemingly got more mail-in votes prior to election day so you tack on those mail-in votes that that presidential presidential candidate got and you add it to obviously the number of votes that they got during the actual voting day and then you count them up and then clearly that's what happened with Joe Biden listen you you might not like a Joe Biden presidency I'm telling y'all now I didn't vote for the guy so I don't like it it don't sound like I like it and if shit changed then y'all will be the first to know just like how I said with the whole Donald Trump shit if shit changed it didn't but if shit changed then y'all will be the first one to know straight up my mind has changed now I didn't say that because it didn't I don't know what kind of podcasters y'all listen to, but this podcaster doesn't just say shit just to say shit. He actually says what he means. So with that being said, I truly mean it. If Joe Biden and Kamala Harris surprised me this go round, I will, I will, I will be big up, big up Biden. And, I'm sorry, but I'll give them big ups. You know what I'm saying? Big up the Biden dumb, you know? Big up Biden, big up Kamala. You know what I'm saying? But if they don't, they're getting trashed like Trump did. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's what it is, people. That's what it is. I'm not saying that because I want it to be the case. I'm saying that because <laughs> that's what it's looking like, the case. It looks like once they finally gathered all the mail-in votes... It looks like more people mailed in, 
their votes for Joe Biden than they did for Donald Trump. That's fucking tough if you don't want to accept that simply because you're either a Trump supporter or you are not a Trump supporter, but you're not a Biden supporter. That's tough. You know what you should have done? Gave Howie Hawkins more than 32,000 votes. And even if you were one of the 32,000 people in the entire country of, a, of the United States of America who voted for Howie Hawkins, you have to know when you're voting third party, especially the Green Party, you have to know, you have to be able to vote for that party knowing that uh, the outcome of your guy or girl or whoever winning is slim to none because of how the political climate is and the changes that need to be made are going to be the changes not in the power of the politician who's in power um, not just that but obviously the changes that people are making all over the country such as Oregon legalizing drugs all drugs you know and pretty much taking that money I haven't seen reports on this but I'm pretty sure that this is the route they're going it would only make sense if you're going to legalize drugs you're going to have to take the money uh, especially the money from the police departments and allocate that to more social services uh, like rehabs and um and, and, and things of that nature. So instead of locking people up for having a drug addiction or addiction of any kind, you get them the help that they, they deserve. What I also hope they're going to do is to take all the nonviolent drug offenders and expunge their records and release them out of prison. That's going to free up space. That's going to lessen taxpayer money since, you know, less prisoners, less taxes to pay on shit and all that stuff. Um, And it's just going to help out society in general. Moves like that. Also, the amount of true progressives who won across the board. Literally, the only progressive who lost... The only true progressives, other than Howie Hawkins, but the only true progressive who lost election night was Bernie Sanders. That's right. The man who quit simply because he did not want a chance of Donald Trump to win. He was convinced by Barack Obama and the DNC that had he not dropped, it was going to increase the chances of Donald Trump winning once again. And he put all of his own stances, his fans and supporters to the side and said, the bigger problem is to get Trump out of White House. When that isn't the bigger problem, Bernie Sanders... You know what the bigger problem is. And I just wonder how he feels at a moment like this, seeing all of his children win on election nights across the board. All the true progressives won their elections, their respected elections, and got appointed to the 
whatever office that they're in. Meanwhile, Bernie spent his spent the lighter half of his president, uh, not the lighter half, but maybe so, the latter half of his president 2020 presidential campaign campaigning for Biden because once again he was duped into believing Trump is the bigger problem here, not the issues that he was claiming to stand for. He was telling everybody, and I mean truly mean everybody, even the other progressives that they needed to back Biden. And some of them did. Sadly, and others said, no, I'm going to continue pushing what I want to push, what we, I thought we wanted, we both wanted equally, Bernie. And guess what? They won. Congrats to all of them. If you are on the Anchor app, please give them an applause. Several applauses for each of them because, man, that is amazing. That is amazing. And that gives me hope. You know, people, you're a Debbie Downer. You're a negative. You're this, that, and the third. Listen, all, and and when I say this, that, that don't don't take this as me saying all I want to see is hope and I'm satisfied. Absolutely not. But it doesn't take me much to be hopeful when I see something. When I see these progressives win on election night, except for Bernie, when I see that, I am hopeful for the for for the future that I am fighting for, that many of us are fighting for, the true progressive um, movement, the true progressive um, improvements that this country should take should take. When I look at what happened with Oregon as wild as it was when I first found out about it and all the other the five other states that legalized marijuana when I see stuff like that I am hopeful when I see stuff like that pass when I see politicians true progressives uh get into the offices that they're into now what whether they will do what they claim to do or not time will tell but simply right now at this moment I am hopeful and happy to see them in their respected offices and I am looking at this whole political uh, spectrum now and, and saying hey maybe not everything is doom and gloom there are there are some wins here and that's what I did on election night, really. I looked at all the wins and I said, this is 2020 has been one hell of a year. But these wins are definitely part of the highlight of this year. I'm going to talk about that. Y'all y'all know what to do, what, what it is. Y'all who listen to this uh, or have been listening to this. You know, every year I like to do my yearly wrap-ups. So, um, that would definitely be expounded on more in regards to this year. My thoughts on this year. 
But I'm truly happy about that. You know, that's amazing to me. And once again, I hope those progressives and all the other true progressives, I got to say true progressives, because again, people like to take, um, people love looking at the true progressive movement and water it down or not even water it down, but sullying the name of what it really means to be a progressive. Heck, the Dems did it with their Green New Deal. Fucked it all up. So, I gotta say true progressives because when I, sadly, you can't just say progressives anymore. You can't say leftists anymore because if you say that, then you're, you're talking about the status quo loving brunch boot wearing brunch eating racist sexist covertly by the way <clears throat> clowns and the coons who love to be out here dancing with them and shit and twerking on them and everything that's what I see the fucking weirdos to put it bluntly but the true progressives, man, I, I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see Oregon, as wild as that stance was, uh, that tr- that decision was. I'm glad to see it going in a direction that is truly, truly revolutionary, um, and hopefully a sign of good things to come. Hopefully, other con- uh, other countries. Other states get in, get on board. Now, other countries, y'all do what y'all do. That's that's. I can't speak on other countries, cause I I just don't feel one. I'm not educated much about worldly events, um, to be honest with y'all. And two, I feel like it is best to have people who are either nationalities of, of, of those countries or actually of these those countries to talk about it. I would love to have people in other countries or from other countries to talk about that country. So if you are somebody who want to come on here and talk about it, either as a guest or maybe we could try some co-hosting going on, um, let me know or reach out to me. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. Those will be in the description box below. Check those out. If you want to go hit me up via email, just email me at sandifer 91 at gmail.com. That is S-A-N-D-E-F-E-R-9-1 at gmail.com. Hit me up there and, uh, you know, let's talk some business. So there's still other topics I got to talk about, I think. Probably about one or two more, but uh, the show's not over either way, so stay tuned. What's up, y'all? So, as I stated at the beginning of this episode, I have... A clip of me on the Say What Needs Saying podcast, uh, pretty much detailing, you know, my thoughts and, you know, 
uh, about the election and all that stuff and me predicting basically that it was we were not going to have a clear winner for the night yada 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 you can hear me answer other questions as well it's about nine minutes a nine minute ten minute segment i was a part of um but here's the uh audio clip for it thing asking everyone else um thanks again for joining us we're happy to have you on the show yeah thanks for having me yeah of course um so we the first thing that we've been asking everyone and feel free to to not answer if you're not comfortable um, for any of the questions, but the first thing we've been asking people is who you voted for in the 2020 election. I voted for Howie Hawkins, and I did so because I just, I'm fed up with the two-party system, um, and I could deal with it when it's candidates that I actually think are competent, and this year, um, much like in 2016, I did not think that either of the two mainstream parties were uh, had candidate, uh, competent candidates. So voted Green Party once again. Gotcha. Um, you're coming in a little quiet. Do you mind either turning up your mic or speaking up a little? I, I heard Sorry. you on my end. I'm, not just, I'm just not sure if... Um, this is my first live stream, so commenters are willing or uh, free to tell me if this isn't actually an issue. Um, um, can, you, can you hear me now? I'll try to see if I can put in some headphones. Yeah, yeah, that's a little better. Okay, um, so, right. yeah, so you said you were voting Green Party? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I thought I was getting you, but just wanted to make sure. Okay, so, you know, we also, we had someone come on and say that they voted for Bernie, too. And so we do have, you know, a fair number of people that mm. are going with third party this time. And, right, I know Joe Jorgensen is another one that has a fair amount of support this time around. And it will be interesting to see the outcomes with third party this time and, you know, what kind of percentage has went with that instead of the two parties. Um, the The next question I wanted to ask you, kind of tying into that, is what what America do you foresee under Trump and under Biden? Um, what is it, you know, is it strictly your beliefs about the two-party system itself that made you vote third party, or is there something about their way of running or changing America that you think drove your, your vote third party? Well, it's a culmination of all of that. Uh, Biden is on record as saying that nothing will fundamentally change. So uh, there's that. And then with Trump, I just believe that we're going to get more of what we've been getting for the four years. There's going to be a lot more worse things to happen under him, but I don't see anything drastically changing um, if Trump is declared the victor. Yeah, and I mean, and that's kind of, and that's kind of been, you know, what what the sentiment has been, with, well, with third party for a long time, right? But even in the in the majority now, like there's been Bernie and Trump have still had a lot of support because they talked about fundamentally changing the system yes. and things like that. Um, so you're, you're definitely not not alone on any of that. Um, so the the next thing I wanted to ask you is whether you have a prediction for tonight um, or in general. Right? Do you think do you see one candidate winning and the other one not? Honestly, I think this election night will be different because I don't think there's going to be a declared winner tonight. (laughs) I honestly think this is going to be an election month and not just an election night. So as far as who do I think will be the winner, I I still honestly don't know. I still think it's a toss up. um, Earlier this year, I was saying Trump, um, but now... um, 
you know, after the 200,000 deaths of uh, COVID-19 and just him not keeping his word. And um, I, I still think it's a toss up between the two. So I can't really tell, but I don't think we're going to have a weird, uh, a clear winner tonight. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that either way it will be close. Um, I know some people have talked a little bit about a Biden landslide. And I, I think it's more likely than a Trump landslide, right? I don't foresee a Trump landslide happening. I think if Trump wins, which he absolutely could, um, it will still be close. Um, I don't. I, I think I agree with you, though. It'll be too close to. It'll definitely be too close to tell after tonight. Yeah. It, it will probably stretch on for much too long. But at least the ads can stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. All right. Um, so last thing we wanted to ask you is how you think that the system itself has been working this time around the election process. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people express concerns over voter suppression or voter fraud. Um, the broad sentiment that we've gotten tonight is that people don't think it's as large of an issue that it's being blown up to. Some people have called it fear mongering or or just, you know, boy who cried wolf and, and things like that. Um, do you share that sentiment or do you think that there's been an issue with one or both of those? Yeah, for the most part, I think it's pretty much the same as, as it's ever been with all the other elections. The, the slight difference this election go around was uh, the cancellation of third party voters in New York. And I believe some other state did so as well. But other than that, um, I just don't see any difference between last um the last four years and prior to that. So, yeah, pretty yeah. much on the same. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll apologize in, in hindsight for giving you kind of a loaded question. I didn't mean to present the majority opinion and ask whether or not you agree with it. But, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit? We've still got a little bit of time um, yeah. during during your, your time block. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the other aspects of your podcast? What do you talk about, you know, your description, you know, you talk, talk on pop culture, politics, life, you know, what what kind of things have you touched on that you think the, the listener should know about your podcast outside of the political side? Well, outside of politics, again, uh, pop culture just has to do with anything that's going on um, in life. And I sometimes try to, you know, put it all and make it all political. It all turns out to be anyways, but it could literally just be um, like an idea. Like a couple of weeks uh, I had a guest on and he was talking about this theory he came up with uh, called the quadrant theory. Um, so then I'll have like guests to talk about um, not just about theories and things of that nature, but just anything they want to promote Um Anything that has to do with life in general, if they want to talk uh, politics, I'm all open for that as well. So it's pretty much uh, a podcast of things that I would I, that I really love to talk about in, you know, politics, life and just other things in general is that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it's we're happy to have you on joining us for this. Um, that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do, right? We're, we're yeah. trying to allow people to come on and talk about whatever they want. Um, admittedly, you know, sometimes that's touchy subjects. Um, yeah. And, and that's why typically, you know, we'll, we'll let people anonymize themselves because unfortunately it's not as common as we would like for people to be able to talk about this stuff. You know, even stuff, 
like you said, politics, life, like life can, there's a lot of people that fundamentally disagree, right, on mm. certain big aspects of life that that you can not really have as much of a discussion about. So we, we appreciate that you're willing to have a podcast doing that too. And um, we're happy to have you on, on the show with us. All right. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So that was the, the Earnest Thoughts podcast. Uh, if you like what he had to talk about, if you want to check out more of what kind of things he's, he's talked about on his show, be sure to check that out um, whenever you can. Let's see. Let's see.